0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Curious K podcast today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. We're very, listening across the world. Uh, this is going to be our ninth episode. Wow. Uh, I mean, it all started like a joke. And yeah, we have, I mean, we've had a series of amazing conversation, uh, with, with entrepreneurs doing amazing stuff in not just in Nigeria, but across Africa. And the last episode was with blessing Como, uh, a very young smart lady that is uh, that she's working on phytomedicine she's doing amazing stuff and this week we're here again to continue this very uh interesting conversation and we're having a very special entrepreneur today on the show he's a friend he's a buddy uh he's my own boy <laughs> I like to call him C-Money as well. <laughs> uh, this is really going to be exciting. Uh, please allow me to to introduce confidence with so yeah? He's uh, the founder, uh, the president of BitDrone. Uh, his company is one of the first set of companies that pioneered uh, this drone industry in Nigeria. And he's been doing amazing stuff in that space. Uh, so today on the podcast, uh, we'll, we'll be having a conversation around how we started beat Drone, uh funding, his plans for the future, the amazing project is about to launch and everything amazing around around drone and the impact you know in Nigeria so far. So without much ado, uh, I would like to welcome confidence on the show. Confidence, welcome to Curious K Podcast,
1: it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely great to have you. How are you doing? I'm yeah, doing very well, very good, amazing, amazing. Uh, and I believe it must have been a great year for you so far. And uh, even during the COVID, I knew you were doing some exciting stuff. And um, so let's let's just get into it. Uh, you're you the founder of Beat Drone, so I just wanted to know how did it start in terms of. Drone. Was that like the first idea? I would just like you to give us a background into your entrepreneurship journey and how it leads to you founding Beach Drone as a company. Well, in uh,
1: 2014, I, I was talking to Nets. No, initially, I was listening to a particular radio station called uh, Nigeria Info, 9.3 in Lagos. And the young man spoke about, uh, he got a grant from... Google, $16,000, and um, he also encouraged people who have great ideas to approach incubators and uh, they can enable them, fine-tune them, uh, push them to uh, market entry. So he mentioned a couple of incubators, and partial incubators struck into my head. So back then, I merely went on, online started stuff in the night, uh, trying to look at uh, who they are and I got off to your website then they were when uh, they just started they were taking their first uh, well gonna apply it. and uh, I got in. uh, Initially, my first idea was big traffic it was a traffic management application. Uh, we ran that for uh, approximately Uh, The traffic app was just like Google app. What what we did was we we, we like Google Map API and synchronize it with all our users. And we're able to signify which areas are actually uh, busy. You have heavy traffic and which areas are free. So for example, you're using our app, even if you don't launch the app, the app is tracking your speed. Right, once you start moving, just like a speed your vehicle. So we're able to use a logarithm to triangulate which uh, areas are actually heavy. So for example, you're moving on let's say turbulent bridge, right? And your speed is between thirty to thirty well, We know that it's the moving traffic, right? So that means there's high influx of vehicles but they are moving. And we also see other vehicles within the same range. When there's moving, then if your speed is between ten to twenty, the slow moving traffic. With if uh, it's from five to ten, you know it's heavy, and then fast moving traffic between sixty to a hundred and so that worked very fine. We also we're providing uh, traffic information on social media, like Twitter. Then we continue to provide uh, information to radio stations, right, and. Also on WhatsApp, we had a group of people that would always uh, say that, oh, we live very early, to try and tell us the traffic is going around. So we did that for a long time. We moved about 10,000 migrations backward. Um, I wanted to take it to the next level. I thought of, oh, why can't these people see the traffic with their eyes? So what did we do? We spoke with the Television, got a partnership, and Bought a drone and was flying. Watch our traffic every, and every day, just like you see in New York, where the helicopters come and then they show you watch our traffic. So we're doing that every day, and we also created a link because we are streaming live on YouTube. So we created a link on our app whereby you can tap on wide navigation, can tap on the video, and uh, you can see the traffic ahead. Or if you are approaching a particular route, the video can pop up. And tell you, oh, five kilometers away, this is a traffic situation. So it was very lovely, very very lovely. However, we found out that monetizing it was a little bit difficult. So for two years we ran on our own money, and getting you know, one single revenue was a problem. Right? Everywhere this is always mentioned, oh, traffic from big traffic. I mean, it was fanfare, big traffic and big traffic videos, you know, competing and And it got to a point where he said, Oh, okay, I think this isn't making money. What do we do? So back then, I had to sit back and create a pivot. I thought of the most important thing in what we've all do to the drone, right? Funny enough, I had a friend there that did the guys that is Christ Walter Cooper. He shared a documentation of me that says, Uh, clarity from above, drone power solution. Carrying out the, uh, reading the entire document, I found out that, oh, drone technology is just actually far beyond taking pictures of videos. Like drone technology can actually work in almost all sectors. So I was, I was wowed actually. So I, I, I sat back and actually started studying deeply about the drone industry. I also did my own research, personal research, asking questions and moving around uh, 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 places to understand market need and what value are bringing it to. So that was how Bidrone was born. So in 2017, we created Bidrone uh, under Translated Technology, and we were able to kickstart our first uh so we focus majorly on agriculture, oil and gas and infrastructure, right? Because this year the three most important we call it the big three industrial sectors in Nigeria and also Africa. There's no African country that does not have large scale farms. There's no African country that does not have mining as their major means. Of income, so they pulled or should I say made a case for us to be uh, uh, the, the focus sectors that we we'll work with, and uh, the creation of it enabled us to fully understand what problems exist in their cultural sector, how these dreams are, what value they will bring to the table. So the for us. It was a very great pivot from traffic, utilizing high technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, to develop solutions that were be beneficial
0: for most businesses and also government agencies. Amazing. So, so beat drone started for you initially. You said you were trying to use them for Lagosians. all right. And at a yes. point, you wanted to make that solution better, and it was like what if we get real-time camera feeds uh, for our users? And that was where the whole idea of using drones, you know, application in different sectors. And this is very interesting because I like the fact that if I mean entrepreneurs should understand that if you're starting a business, it's not necessarily the idea that you started with that is actually going to make you scale. And I think you are able to learn very fast from that and move because monetizing was also an issue for you. All right. But I would like to step back a bit. Uh, so you, you mentioned your in passion incubator. So what 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 was the value for you then starting out? Uh, in that incubator because I was also part of the cohort that time. Yeah. I think we yeah. have a, yeah. I'll, I'll have a podcast where I'll discuss about my experience being in an incubator sometime soon. But Confidence, I would like to hear from you. What was the experience like in those very early stages in, in trying to build bit traffic? What was it like?
1: So I think uh, we both were yeah, among the first cohorts. Um, the value we got was having... Uh, businesses, uh, business owners uh, the likes of uh, uh, junior founders come in, talk to us, my you of know, sales of the ng, uh, even Eric now some and I mean so many entrepreneurs came in, spoke to us, people that have done the in the past, even the guy that, that started this um, uh, uh, this telecommunication sort of uh, network I think this is uh uh, Mtel, Mtel, I think Mtel, yeah. So chicken movie. I mean, so many of these guys came in and spoke to us. They gave us practical lessons. I mean, that was where we found that it's okay to pivot. It's okay if something not working. They learn from it and you move to the next stage immediately. Because the truth is, most people rely on that idea. They have a, an emotional connection with that idea. Even mm-hmm. within BigDrone, we've pivoted on so many operational or business models that we see that was not working in the, in the last year. And we we'll would continue to pivot until we get it right. So, the most important thing is two things. You're creating value, one. You are also making money because business is all about money. Business is mm-hmm. created, you provide value in exchange for cash. So, if you are providing value and the cash is not measuring up to the value you created, it's a problem, right? So, at that point, we're creating value and there was no cash, right? So, we had to go back to the board and we think and we came out with it. And those experiences from those uh, veterans in the industry enabled us to actually move a step forward. So, the incubators are very practical, and I think most of the time. I, I don't think they're currently we still have those incubators that are actually new them in training entrepreneurs, pushing them through this rigorous phase, having their MVP, their prototype, doing their having their startup board and all other stuff. I mean we went to the street we were asking questions to get real time information. Right? And we able to test our ideas, run down the prototype, ensure that it has a market uh, 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 market fit, and then bring out our NGT, our minimum viable product. I mean, it, it, it's what is that. Those knowledge have helped me to date to maintain a clear hand on the principle of business. It, business is tough. In Nigeria, it's tougher. So you need to understand how the market is. You need to understand what works. And over the years, we would continue to refine until we get a particular principle, right, at the point where it can be own. So for me, I I feel that incubator uh, passion classes were very beneficial to train me as a person because businesses, Corporations, companies, personally, I don't have those knowledge. I wouldn't have gone to where we
0: are today. So, what about funding? All right. Uh, I mean, you, you were doing this in 2015, if I'm right, all to 2017 before you had yeah, like your first. 2014. <laughs> 2014. All right. So, what was it like? How can you compare funding? How were you able to navigate funding early stage businesses for you back in those days? What was the so, process I mean, like right now? I mean,
1: I mean, back back in those days, really raising secondary key USD was like losing a million dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hear people. Oh, we raised uh 10k USD, we raised 5k USD, 10k USD. I think the maximum there was 300k. So we like we we are the early we had the early stage of startup founders, right? And then getting funds was very 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 difficult. But I was able to uh, get my first investment in 2015. Aldi, my and um, he, like you said, I said, I'm investing in him, not just his idea. That I believe that he, as a person,
0: has the ability to create a, a bunchable business, right? So Interesting. Point, so, so, I'm, so, how much did you do raise from how-do at that point? Okay, uh, sure.
1: it, well, it's not for public uh, information, but you raised some couple thousands of dollars.
0: Okay, okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, so so, so I, have I you raised a follow
0: up investment after that? What what has yeah, been all you've just been I able mean, to I grow with that seed?
1: Yes, yes. I mean uh, from then it's raised a couple uh however uh I I, I myself I believe in uh not should I say uh, I believe in working along with so many people so we can go the same thing. You go alone you with people, you go further. However, I would really say something that what you get is what you right? So, negotiation is key for the survival of every single business. Uh, watching the series, it made me also understand that in life, everything you do is negotiation. We negotiate with everybody from my family to business to even walking down the road. We are negotiating. So having a good negotiation skill is important to having a measure of success in life,
0: right? So can, so, you, can you tell us about um, Drone in terms of, you mentioned you're playing in agriculture sector, oil and gas and yes. mining. Can you just walk us through your impact in terms of the value you've created for businesses in this space so far? Yeah.
1: So um, starting with agriculture, this is a major, major, major uh, sector, uh, focus sector, we've we've had over fifty uh, thousand hectares of lands under operation, uh, lands uh, either engaged, in spray, maps, or conducted a crop analysis. So for uh, I'll give you an example. One hectare is a size of football field. So, 50,000 hectares, just imagine fifty thousand football fields. That's a lot. Right? Um, we've done, uh, we've been able to bring in uh, uh, AI drones that can spray one hectare within 15 minutes. Amazing. It takes one human, ten like one day job is say one hectare, but the drone will do it in 15 minutes, right? Now, the question is what value, aside from time, is the farmer getting? One, reduce number of chemical usage. So if the farmer is spraying herbicide, initially they would need four liters of chemical to 20 liters of water for one hectare. Now they're wasting a lot of water, one, and they're applying too much chemical per hectare. With the drones is reduced about two, two liters of chemical with 30 liters of water. So you see that like the concentration of water has been reduced drastically. You're not just wasting water, right? You're conserving water, you're also conserving chemical. Now, what that does is it reduces the chemical footprint within the soil. So the crops will no longer have chemical uh, 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 deposits within them, which is good to the health, and we can also Because most of our exports don't go out of Nigeria because when you get to testing labs, you find those chemicals in them because they're too much. Also, we reduce the uh, error that happens. So, for example, a human is spraying a hectare, he's walking around, he omits places, patches. Sometimes when they're tired, they actually omit larger areas, right? What that happens is this the farmer lose about fifty percent of his crop by harvest period, losing both his capital and every uh, profit energy that he does made. So these are the problems that plague the in, uh, cotton industry here in the whole of Africa because of lack of modernization. constant usage of traditional means of farming, but the come coming pre-accurately, at less time, with less chemical. They are saving money on chemical. They are saving money on uh, on extra labour costs. And they're just saving money on duplication of split. Because normally they spray like five, six, seven times. Imagine the number of chemicals you're buying five, six, seven times. Right? Now the drone will do it once and you got your you got it you need So instead of spraying seven times, you're saying it's three times. Right. Now, another thing is creating maps. The drones can give you a detailed map, tell you where the elevation of your land tell you how your land is situated so you can be able to understand the high piece, the low piece, and plan accordingly. You're going to do a landscaping day, right? Then, the crop health. Using infrared rays, you can detect which crop are unhealthy and advise you on what should you should do, either to apply nitrogen support or potassium, whichever is lacking within the crop, or is it even lack of irrigation, which is what. This data That we get, and these executions that are carried out are very precision. Um, Over the time, there's definitely conditions that exist are batteries. So we've had issues where batteries are not going further. Batteries are able to uh, even die. Like even the recent one we had was the uh, the aircraft was flying. The aircraft fly at low angle. They fly like. 0.9 Zero, uh, 0.9 to about two uh, meters above the ground, so just between your foot or to your margin of your knee cap that low. So, and the lithium battery just and it don't fail, breaking some components. So, the major symptoms you think it don't the only thing is the battery, but good enough, they have been like it Well they call it the hybrid. So that way you are flying with swelling and there is uh, what they call there's no hindrance in movement. So you can go further, fly longer and also ensure that your aircraft cannot just follow and crack of a, a, a batty, the a battery the battery uh uh ampere was supported by uh change in direction or temperature or so many, because lithium is very volatile. So many things can make uh, lithium
0: to meet uh, amperes or even create a short circuit. Alright. Yeah, so, uh, so what about, you've given advantages in terms of uh, uh, it's cheaper, it's cost effective. So what is the scale like? Uh, do we still have more farmers using this traditional method of spraying crops in Nigeria? Or what is the What can you say is the percentage of drone utilization like in Nigeria? And what do you think can be done to improve that scale compared to what is currently happening?
1: Nigeria has about 5 million hectares of variable land. And it's advisable to attack one drone to 100 hectares of land. So what that means is that we are looking at close to over 8.5 billion drones. Yeah, so we're looking at about eight point five billion drones to make Nigeria a hundred percent drone penetration in agricultural sector.
0: You said eight point five billion drones, is that in unit of drones?
1: Yes, in unit of drones.
0: That's a lot. 8.5 that's billion. A, yeah,
1: that's a lot. Um we are looking at uh 85 million hectares, 100 hectares each drone. So that's a whole lot of drones, right? The question is, what can be done? So we, we are doing two things. One, we are creating an ecosystem. Now what combines this ecosystem? We're looking at about 8.5 billion drones to make Nigeria 100% drone penetration in the sector. Now that's a whole lot of drones. That's a whole lot of numbers, right? So, for us to tell you one, reduce that number, we have to do two things. One, create an ecosystem because the skill set, the knowledge gap within the drone industry is very large. Like, people do not actually know the use cases, they just see that, oh, a camera that flies and that can capture images, right? Computers. Some people see gaming too. Why others is what they use for their work, their business. By others is what holds the server. Mm-hmm. Others are units unit of programming. So there are several use cases of this one, right? So what are we doing? We are creating an ecosystem. Now, that ecosystem, for an ecosystem to be, uh, uh, to be like a triangle, you need the knowledge, right? You need the technology, right? And you need... The proof of concept. So that proof of concept is what we started by providing drones for people at a service. We are proving to them that this works. That is one. Two, we've already had a, a partnership with the University of Edinburgh to start a training center, which will be starting in the next few weeks. That training center. Would train a thousand people every year. That's our goal. Although our first year we're looking at between four hundred to five hundred. But our goal is to get up to a thousand every year. Now, what that would do is we are enlightening people on the use cases of drones and giving them skill sets, be it data analysis or processing be it piloting, be it the business angle of the drone, be it the manufacturing angle of the drone, be it the hardware repair angle of the drone. So many skill sets will be developed. For an industry to thrive, you need manpower to be aware and have knowledge of uh, of of the sector. Now, the last sector is manufacturing we can't be a hundred percent dependent on china to provide the 8.5 million drone deficit that we need right that's a whole lot so what are we doing we're ensuring that we have first a down to up assembly plant here in Nigeria with 20 to 30% manufacturing capability. That means that we we'll manufacture the form factor or the body of the drone locally and import the chips and the high technology from other countries.
0: Amazing. That way,
1: the cost of that drone would we'll drop drastically and to make it very, very, very affordable. For a farmer to buy, so it a, a farmer in Jalingo has a hundred hectares. You he can say, Okay, I want to buy two, and he trains two people to fly them in his the farm. So that way we'll be crossing the gap that exists within the drone industry, and we're making it also very easy for our farmers to deploy artificial intelligence machine learning. And high technology in their farm. We've, we had a, we had a, an agreement already with the State government, who are working with us to set up this factory. And hopefully, by Q4 2022 uh, and Q1 2023, we should have the uh, factory up and running. Just Amazing. As we started the uh, the the drone academy. So, for us, this ecosystem with the AFCFTA would enable us to even sell drones to every African country with zero custom duties charge. So sold for one millionaire here, we sold in South Africa for a millionaire, maybe just an extra cost for flight. For but the significance wouldn't be more than two to five percent of what is being sold here, and that way we can begin to replicate and expand across the continent to make delivery much more affordable. So the drone industry is, is a very good one, but it's a ten to twenty years uh, plan that will see drone technology in every farm. That's our goal. Every farmer must have a drone.
0: I will make it possible. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I I actually wanted to ask about your plans for the future, but I think you've you've been just been able to to talk about everything. Uh and so right now, is there anything new you would like to tell us as we round up that you're doing with Bit Be- drawn? Drone? Is there any new project you're very excited about? Just anything yeah. you'd like us to know as as we round up the show.
1: Well, um the only thing I would like everyone to know is about our academy. Our academy is starting uh, the end of September, and uh, we are open to taking uh, registrations for people who want to actually know about the drone industry, who want to understand the sectors within the drone industry, and how to make money using a drone. You Just log on to co, sign up, and we'll reach
0: out to you. absolutely thank you very much for sharing that thank you confidence for being on the show uh, it's absolutely amazing to learn about what you're doing you're impacting you know the agriculture space i can see you're very excited about it and, and you have big plans for the future so i just want to wish you all the best in, in achieving all that
1: thank you very much Abel. thank you so much
0: yeah so hello thank you everyone for listening that is confident of of, of big drone and uh if you enjoyed this episode kindly share it with your friends and you can reach us you can reach out to us at podcast at gmail.com courius k k-u-r-i-o-u-s this is the way we spell curious k uh reach out to us and thank you very much and hope to see you next time bye-bye Oh,